This is Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. I'm Mark Berry. On this episode of Top Shelf, goaltender Ethan Lazinski is in his fourth season with his hometown Castlegar Rebels. He talks with Emmanuel Sequeira. Ken Law has been a fixture in the KIJHL since 2010. This season, he returned to the Soyuz Coyotes as their head coach. I chat with him about his South Okanagan side. And our guest broadcaster this week is Marco Shehovac of the Golden Rockets. But first, a player we've featured in previous episodes has made the jump to the next level. We'll chat with that player next. Lee, top of the right side, that shot by West, goes wide, bounces up the near side. Colt McLeod had the first goal in this game, back door, great save. Cunningham, two of them, moving to his left. McPhee working down the wall, running out of time on the power play, shot blocked in front. Free in the slot, stopped by Cunningham. Another one with the glove, pushed to the corner, four in a row. I'm talking with Damon Cunningham from the One Hawks, formerly of the Sycamus Eagles. First off, Damon, congratulations on the signing. Thank you very much. How did it all come about? I've been uh, talking with Nipwin now for a couple months. I, I got listed in October and it all just worked out. And uh, over the break, I got a call on the 23rd asking me if I wanted to be a Hawk. And I said, of course, and <laughs> I'm excited to uh, now be here and get to work. Well, you had a great season in the KIJHL with the Sycamus Eagles, uh, 8-3-1, 9-2-9 save percentage, a couple of shutouts, 2-3-8 goals against average. You also represented the team at the Prospects game uh, uh, out in Chilliwack uh, in November. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, playing with the Sycamus Eagles this season. It was a blast. I had a great time. We had we have a really close-knit group there. We all gelled well together and just, it was a, it was a ton of fun. Like, I have nothing but good things to say about Sycamus and the Eagles program. Uh, we had great coaching and Nick DeShanes and Eric Tuff and Rob Sutherland. And, you know, I want to thank them on here for uh, giving me the opportunity to play for the Eagles. They were super supportive and provided me with a ton of opportunity to improve my game. And my, my teammates were all super talented players. I, I think they're a group this year that can, can go all the way. And uh, I wish them best of luck in their season. And I hope that uh, each individually have success and, uh, rest of their hockey careers and whatever they decide to do after. You know what? Uh, usually I get to talk with the coaches and Emmanuel gets to talk to the players. So it's a real treat for me uh, and an opportunity for you to say thanks mm-hmm. to the folks that uh, have helped you on your hockey journey right from the time you first stepped onto the ice. So Damon, uh, thank the folks back home. Uh, yeah, I like to, I like to thank my parents. Obviously they're, they're my biggest supporters and uh, putting a lot of time and effort and, uh, to, to get me to where I am today and give me every opportunity possible to you know live my dream and, and play the sport I love. Uh, I'd also like to thank all the coaches and all, all the teammates I've had along the way that have supported me and given me opportunity and helped me help me get to this point, as well as my goalie coach, Ian Gordon. I have spent a ton of hours working with him. He's been nothing but supportive and best goalie coach I could ask for uh, and helped me uh, develop my game and get it to where it needs to be to uh, make the jump to junior A. Damon Cunningham is now with the Nippawan Hawks, formerly with the Sycamus Eagles. And uh, I'd just like to say, Damon, it's been a real treat following you this season, and I wish you nothing but success in the SJ. Thank you very much. Uh, I also want to thank you and uh, Emmanuel for all the work you do and showcasing the players and talking about each team every week and providing a, a great platform to uh, connect the players in the hockey community. That was Damon Cunningham of the Nippawan Hawks. Damon passed me a note indicating he'd also like to thank his advisor, Kelly Friesen, 
Sycamus goaltending coach Travis Hoy, the Eagles board members and volunteer staff who made his time in the KIJHL so, so memorable. Nick DeShane is the head coach of Sycamus. Coach, talk about Damon Cunningham and his time with the Eagles. We were lucky he chose to come to Sycamus. Damon's path kind of took him to, to our league. He was able to show that he had the ability to move up. He had one of the better starts of a KJHL goaltending uh, career, you know, in the first uh, couple months and his save percentage was, was pretty outrageous. And, you know, I know things kind of came a little bit down to earth, but he was still near the top. The stats part checked the box. What he brought to the table with his work ethic and his passion for the game, that's something that as a coach that you've coached at other levels and seen players advance, you know, they all have that not intangible, but they really want to compete. They want to get better. Uh, they ask questions. They're, you know, very studious about the game. And he was that. You know, it's always uh, kind of a double-edged sword at this level uh, when you lose a key guy like Damon. But at the same time, that's very, very important for a developmental league to move guys on. Talk about the impact of moving guys on and how it helps you recruit uh, for the next season and beyond that. Well, I think, like, overall, right, the league's done a better job. This podcast social media it's definitely um that kind of drum beats building as as far as you know there's a lot of options out there and if we can showcase ourselves as one of those options as as a league that you know moves players up every league other than the nhl is a developmental league because every league should aspire to move players up just as we're trying to move players up the junior a ranks are trying to move players to college college players are trying to move on to pro and player comes in you're just a, a small part of the puzzle you know you're one stop on that player's many stops and, and then hopefully they they have more to come and you've given them as much knowledge and information and prepared them as best as possible nick deshane head coach of the sycamus eagles still to come on top shelf ethan lazinski ken law and marco shahovac back over to johnson from donovan shot on net hit the uh Invermere player bit of pressure here by the uh, rockets Quarantino, it's going to score! Quarantino. On Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast, I'm talking with our guest broadcaster. Well, he's a little more than just a guest broadcaster. He has many roles with the Golden Rockets. Uh, we're talking with uh, Marco Shehovac. Uh, Marco, uh, first of all, thank you very much for doing this. No, you're welcome. This this will be interesting. It's the first time I've done it. I mentioned in the uh, introduction that you're part of the broadcasting, but you have more roles than just that. What exactly do you do with the Golden Rockets? Yeah, I don't know if you got enough time. Um, <laughs> I started off many years ago. I retired as a, an RCMP officer here, and I got, I've been involved with KI uh, since my Roslyn days. So uh, the majority of the time I was the trainer. My priority and my first responsibility is the marketing, getting the uh, sponsorship money. When game days, I'll, I'll set up the liquor booth, get out the uh, signs in the morning game days. I'm usually up around 6.30, 7 o'clock to catch the uh, early crowd going to work to let them know that there is a game. A little bit of everything. I, I don't do much training right now. We, we have a real trainer now, as I say. For a, a guy that's retired, you really don't sound like you're retired. No, as often I <laughs> joked with my friends, they join the up with the RCMP again so I can relax. There you go. Talk a little bit about the broadcast team because uh, you've got a, a pretty an eclectic uh, array of broadcasters, including yourself. Yeah, I kind of jump in. I, I'm a little bit more nervous when I do it, uh, but uh, we've had a young fella, uh, Lucas, who did it uh, for a number of years. And then uh, this year, young Dylan, he got involved and he's been doing a lot of it. 
he did the last game. He's, he really enjoys it. And what I like about uh, Dylan and Lucas uh, compared to what I'm not able to do is they actually study the other teams, that remember their names. It's a bit of a family affair when it comes to uh, your role with the uh, Golden Rockets. Uh, uh, your better half, also part of the team. For a long time, when I was involved with hockey, that was my thing. And she had her, her other thing going. It's only in the last three years where Bev... Uh, has come on board. We changed uh, some um, officers in the organization and we were looking for a, a treasurer. And my wife, Bev, has a bookkeeping background. And so I kind of asked if she would do it, possibly do it just for one year to get us uh, going. And she's into her third year and uh, we're still happily married. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. When we return, uh, Marco and I will talk about uh, the Golden Rockets and their heavy involvement in the community. That's coming up a little bit later on. Ahead for Calder. Look out, that went off a body, and here's Ankelwich back all alone. Tries to work it through, and it's a nice save by Lazinski. Now here's another chance. I'm joined by Castlegar Rebels goalie Ethan Lazinski. Ethan, welcome to Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. Hi, thanks for having me on. We're fresh out of the, the holiday break. Talk about what was the best gift you got this Christmas? The best gift? Uh, I'm going to have to say skate socks for sure my skate socks uh were deteriorating quite a bit and i got plenty more which was really nice because i love to have comfortable feet when i'm skating so definitely skate socks is the uh, best gift i got <laughs> okay and what was the most interesting gift that you got that even made you go hmm. my sister was back in town for the holidays uh, she lives in edmonton right now and so she got me this little lego figurine just like a little lego guy and uh, she custom made it online to make it look like me. It's got like a goalie stick and everything. Oh yeah, that sounds pretty cool. And so um, what has it been like for you to play for the Hometown Rebels? Yeah, it's been great. Uh, living at home obviously is, is is awesome. My parents get to see 90% of the games, right? Especially playing in uh, this division, right? Beaver Valley, Grand Forks, Nelson. Uh, it's awesome to have my parents and friends come support me when I can. And obviously watching the Rebels growing up has been uh, pretty fun. And I get to see the rivalries they had, which kind of translates into uh, the rivalries we have this year. Like playing against Nelson is just that much more fun because you know, you get, you get to see him playing against him growing up and you're like, wow, those two teams has got a uh, great compete. And that, uh, I think that translates into my game where I just, I just want to win that much more against uh, our divisional rivalries. And then what has been your uh, playing highlight with the Rebels? I, I'm going to say my, my first win or my first shutout. Uh, my first win was against Beaver Valley back when I played as a 16 year old. And that came after a couple of games and, once I was struggling, but it definitely felt nice to, to finally get uh, the first piece and get that first win. That was awesome. And then just last year, I got my first shutout against Nelson in Nelson, and that felt pretty good. To win and get a shutout in Nelson is uh, is pretty fun. They have a tough crowd sometimes, so that was pretty awesome. What growth have you seen in yourself as a goalie since you started playing with the Rebels as a 16-year-old? Uh, well, a big thing I've noticed is my speed has gotten a lot better. I feel like I'm a lot faster to pucks and I'm able to react to pucks a lot better, just adjusting to the game speed. And I also feel like I'm able to make more scramble saves or game-changing saves. I think looking back at my first year and coming to now, I feel like I'm more able to make more saves on two-on-ones, breakaways, scrambles in front. My compete has gotten higher, and I've gotten faster, makes me um, better at making those game-changing saves. Stretch pass on the right side, Gale is met by Raison in center ice. 
carries on into the Castlegar zone. Here's a chance in front. Good save by Lezinski as he came storming across. What did you have to do over the years to work on those skills in order to to be able to improve in that area? Like, was it a lot of goalie camps? Yeah, I definitely got on the ice with uh, my goalie coach, Chad. He's from he's from Kelowna. I, I got on the ice as, uh, as much as I could with him over the summers and make sure that uh, we worked on my craft and not changing my game too much, but working on the little things and eventually all the little things add up. Obviously, got to be working out in the gym as well. So I think I have a pretty good uh, weight training um, routine that I go through. And I think that helps me uh, get faster and stronger as well. When your time in the KJHL is done, is it your desire to play college hockey? Yeah, I think college hockey is something that I'm definitely interested in. Have you thought about like what it is that you want to do once you're done playing hockey? I think I'd like to go into engineering. I mean, that would be pretty tough to do uh, while playing hockey, but I, I would love to do so. What attracts you to that field? In high school, I really loved math and physics. Engineering kind of always interests me, and I ended up taking this engineering class in high school, and it was really fun. Ethan, uh, thanks for joining us on Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. Once again, thanks for having me on. Rebels and Bruins tied at one. Lookout stripped right at the line. Here's a chance for Label. Another huge save by Lazinski. Once again on Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast, I'm talking with uh, Marco Shehovac from the Golden Rockets. And, you know, the one thing about Kootenai teams is that they're heavily involved in their community and the Rockets are no different. Talk about the community involvement that your organization has and that relationship with Golden. Uh, over the years, we've been involved in a number of things in the community. Yeah, COVID kind of hit us hard uh, uh, a while back, and we kind of had to drop uh, off on some of that, like the school uh, reading program. But we're, we're very much involved with uh, supporting Little Mittens, our animal shelter here. All our uh, beer cans and empties, it all goes to uh, Little Mittens. We've had the boys out uh, sorting cans. Like every other team, we do the food bank every year. We did the stuffed toys, Haas. We also just yesterday uh, helped sponsor the uh, Joanna's House. That is like the McDonald's House in Kelowna. So we had uh, supported them and uh, gave them a couple checks last night. We do the snow angels for seniors shoveling snow. And we have been involved with outside hockey with the uh, primary school kids. There's lots of things that uh, we can get involved with the community. It, uh, it shows we want to get the kids out there in the public and be seen, not just not just playing hockey. Marco, one of the things that uh, COVID really impacted was sponsorship. And, and for a lot of junior hockey organizations, it was hard uh, getting through those years. How has the business community supported Golden in the past few seasons and this season? Yeah, that's that has to be our strength for such a small community. So I've been in the community here for like 25, 26 years. So you establish a good rapport with the business community that trusts if for a small community here in Golden, even though some of the businesses have suffered over COVID, they've always kept some money aside in their budget to help sponsor not just the Rockets, but other youth organizations and other organizations that are worthy of their so their support. It's fantastic in Golden. Like I, I, I think at the top of my head, I've got about 170 business sponsors that uh, help the club out. When we return, we'll talk about the uh, upcoming weekend for the Golden Rockets. Two big games. Harwood being pressured there by Garcha. Harwood controlling on the blue line. Here's a pass to Park. Zach Park with a shot scores. Zach Park net this one through the five hole. 
of Ethan Rao, and he'll go home with a smile on his face. Same with the Asoyes Coyotes who battled. On Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast, I'm talking with the head coach of the Soyuz Coyotes, Ken Law. Ken, thank you very much for doing this. Uh, thanks, Mark. Thanks for the opportunity. Let's. Uh, I, I, it's the first episode after Christmas, and I like to talk about Christmas. Uh, how was your Christmas this year? It was very good. I Usually during the break, my son and I go somewhere to watch some NHL games. We ended up in Denver this year and saw a couple of great games there with uh, Montreal and Islanders. Well, you made it to the game. Did your luggage? Uh, yes. Yeah. Actually, my flight was pretty good. I oh, okay. was delayed on the tarmac for about six hours in Vancouver, but anything other than that, it was pretty good. Well, I was going to ask you what your best present was, but it almost sounds like I've already got the answer. What was your best present this year? Um, we have our granddaughters living with us. Just seeing, seeing them experience the Christmas and stuff and being here. Who I could have got stuck in Denver because I came home on the 23rd and there was a few other people that didn't make it out of there. So I think the best present was just having the time away. My wife looked after my other job that I have here, managing apartments. She did all that work. And I think that was the best present she could have given me. Well, I have you here to talk about the Soyuz Coyotes. Uh, Coach, uh, talk about the Coyotes this season, 18-8-3. Um, In the last 10 games, you've looked good at 8-2. and two. Talk about the play of your team so far this season. You know, when I went into it, I was kind of thrust into a team that was already picked. I knew there was talent there, but the defensive part of the game needed a lot of work. So we've spent countless practices and and video sessions and different things going over it and making sure that we're sound defensively. We know we've got the firepower to score goals. It's just trying to keep them out of the net sometimes. You know, we can talk about players like Carter Yarish, Jack Henderson, Ethan McKinley, guys that can put up numbers, but are there guys on your team that maybe don't get the recognition that they deserve but are are very, very important to the overall success of the team? Yeah, I, I could go through a couple of guys. Zach Park plays on our second line, left-hand shot. He he brings a real tempo to the game and your physicality. You know, without him, we wouldn't do a lot of the things we're doing right now. And then his centerman is Boyarski, Colton Boyarski, and he's been a real pleasant surprise. He's a 20-year-old that asked to come to us, and we opened up our arms and brought him in, and he's been nothing but outstanding for us. You know, Coach, we talked about your record in the last 10 games, 8-2. and two. Uh, You're coming off a big win on Tuesday over uh, Princeton. Talk a little bit about the game on Tuesday and, and your impressions of the play of your team. Yeah, I, I think uh, Princeton is probably the team to beat right now. Um, they've got a lot of good weapons, and they are very sound defensively. Goaltending is outstanding for them. Uh, we, we got an outstanding performance last night by Brett Harcrop. I think he was the star of the game. Just He made some saves that he probably didn't have any right making, but at the same time, we just stuck with it. I'd be amiss if I didn't talk about our back end because we've got a few D-men there that are really stepping up and, and taking chances and, and blocking shots and just doing all the things that we need them to do for us to be successful. Hunter Harwood is one of them. And then we have PMC, Peyton McDonald, Korea, come back from uh, junior A stint out east. And um, he's really stepped in and helped us out lots. Yeah, I got to see Hunter Harwood play a lot of hockey last uh, season uh, in the VIJHL with the Port Alberti Bombers. Uh, he, he's definitely a, a top-notch defenseman. Yeah, he's just patient and he doesn't uh, show a lot of fear. He's one of those guys that doesn't panic under pressure. 
makes all the good choices. A very, very tough division you're playing. And, uh, you know, as mentioned, you just uh, knocked off uh, Princeton in overtime. Talk about the season this se- uh, year and the competition in your division, because if it's not uh, if it's not Princeton, North Okanagan's having a good season as well. Yeah, I, there really isn't other than Kelowna. There isn't a team in this division that can't come out and win a game on a nightly basis. And it's good because it's competition all the way through. I think we probably have one of the toughest divisions in the league right now. Uh, you know, you've been at this for a while, uh, you know, uh, eight seasons earlier with the Asuyas Coyotes and four seasons in Kelowna. What got you into coaching? Uh, I've been doing it for 43 years. So it was, I started with my son as a young man and just continued on. I was uh, coached back in Saskatchewan for a number of years with him, moved out here and continued coaching him. And then when he went on to juniors, I just continued got the opportunity to be an assistant coach with the V's and just continued from there. What's been the, uh, what's been the greatest reward out of being a coach? I, I think just, you know, I still uh, love and relish the fact that I get all these wedding invitations <laughs> and people announcements and then children being born to players that I coached. And it's just a nice feeling. Coach, you've got uh, a, a tough uh, a tough weekend to hand. Uh, two uh, very, very good teams on Saturday against uh, Grand Forks Border Bruins and then on Sunday at home to the North Okanagan Knights. What does your team have to do to be successful this weekend? I think we just have to play a good, sound game. And, and you know, the scoring can take care of itself, but we have to make sure that we're back in the defensive zone doing the right things. I know Grand Forks is on a real heater right now, too, so it'll be a good challenge and a you know, I love playing in that barn. It's a little tight, but it's got good atmosphere, and he's done such a good job over there mantling a, a real solid team here. Ken Law is the head coach of the Asuyas Coyotes. Thank you very much for doing this, Coach. Thanks, Mark. Hey, Blee, he'll dump it back down. Kimberly have started off really good and fast-paced. They're really, really good team, really strong. Lario, he'll keep it in there, and... Kimberly's going to have a tough time to break out. Here's Larry coming in. Shot and he scores! Once again, on Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast, I'm talking with uh, Marco Shahovac from the Golden Rockets. Uh, Marco, uh, for the Golden Rockets, who've been struggling a little bit of late, although they, they played a great game against Kimberly and just lost in overtime on Tuesday, they've got a couple of big games this weekend against Creston on Friday and at home against Kimberly on Saturday. What do the Rockets have to do to be successful? The number one thing is stay out of the penalty box. That's been our curse and our downfall the last little while. We've, we're leading in penalty minutes, and they're... And I find that sometimes they're very selfish uh, penalties, undisciplined penalties. And and that's the trick. When you're up against teams like Columbia Valley and Kimberly, you can't take stupid penalties. There's a time and a place to take penalties, but these selfish, uh, undisciplined penalties, they're going to score on you. Right now in our division, as you know, it's, it's very tight. We're probably in the strongest division. Yeah. And there's only, uh, right now, Columbia Valley and Kimberly are, are going to be fighting for first place. And then there's us in third place, but you got Fernie and Creston right behind us. And we've each probably got about 12 games left. So our top line, they kind of shut them down. They really watch Jordan Lario, who's our leading points getter. They really uh, team on him and focus on him. Full three periods. And uh, and again, I go back to the penalties and uh, we have to uh, stay out of the box. Marco Shovac is the, uh, well, you know what? He's the man of many hats with the Golden Rockets. Uh, Marco, thank you so much for doing this. Oh, anytime. You're welcome. Take care. Happy New Year.
This is Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. Our thanks this week to broadcasters Marco Shehovac, Scott Campbell, Mike Johnstone, Dawson McFarlane, and Dylan Kunkun. KIJHL Director of Communications, Emmanuel Sequera. Sycamus Eagles Head Coach, Nick DeShane. A Soyuz Head Coach, Ken Law. Damon Cunningham of the SJHL Nippowin Hawks. Ethan Lazinski of the Castlegar Rebels. And a stick tap to Hockey TV, which brings our players closer to their families and friends back home. I'm Mark Berry. This is Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. We're back in seven days. <laughs>